Okay, here all, we go. All right. Let's see what happens here. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Key in the Lake World Whiskey Day Virtual Tasting live at the Beer Cellar Glen Ellen. We are partnering up with them. I am Jake Hookie, host of the Key in the Lake podcast and brand ambassador to Star Wars Whiskey. Along with me today is my good pal, Callum O'Donnell. Here. I think we've made it. I think we're ready. Hopefully, everybody can hear us. Let us know in the chat, guys, if there's any feedback or if you've got any audio problems because... God himself knows that we've had some uh, we've had some tech tech issues. Definitely, and also with us today is the the buyer, the whiskey buyer for the beer seller, Ian Stewart. Hey, everybody! Great to be on. Wow, what an inspiring speech. Um, but <laughs> he's expect, as nervous I, as the rest I, of us. I'd expect not, I'd expect nothing less. But we are going to have an awesome day today. Um, thank you for everybody who's watching. Thank you for everybody who signed up on our Instagram giveaway to win one of the virtual tasting kits. We gave out fifty kits. I hope everybody got them. Sounds like one person might have not. But uh, we have uh, some great brands that we're working with today. Obviously, Star Wars and Abelow are a part of these um, tasting kits and a part of the tasting experience today because we work for those brands. But today we also have with us Uncle Nearest. Jay Henry and Sons, uh, Dancing Goat Distillery out of Wisconsin as well, and then to round it off, Red Breast. And what we're going to do today is go in order, a unique order, I guess, of tasting the whiskeys and speaking with um, individuals from each distillery. Today, we're going to start off at 1210 um, with uh, Uncle Nearest and Victoria Butler, their master blender. Following Victoria, we're going to have Graham Crookshank, um, my best friend in the entire world. But and arguably everybody's best friend in the entire world. And master distiller of uh, Abelauer, which is a pretty cool uh, thing to have here today. Um, Joe Henry from J. Henry and Sons, who is one of the founders. He is their blender, kind of all around everything. He's actually working on the farm, so he'll be calling in from a tractor, hopefully, today. We'll see how that goes. And then at 140 following Joe, we'll have Simon Esquire, who is a national brand representative for uh, Pernod Brands, and he'll be tasting us through Redbreast 12, which we're all very excited about. And then following him, we're going to get into a little more of a self-indulgent act and have Dave Vitale, the founder of Star Wars Whiskey, on to talk about uh, Nova and uh, some little bit of Australian whiskey. And then to wrap it all up, oh, oh. <laughs> Nick Brady Moss, who is selling a dock right now, I think, or something along those yeah, lines. He was on a pier. They were buying a pier or something. I and, don't know. Something. You know, ladies and gents, everybody watching back home, I see that we're already, the, the participants are already really starting to scale up. Um, thank you, everybody, for jumping on. But, you know, as Jake said, this is a World Whiskey Day. We've talked about this numerous times. This is something that is really really special because we've got the 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 lowest rung of the ladder if you like <laughs> is a national ba for the whole of the united states right i think i used to be one of those but then i got demoted <laughs> yeah we're all, we've all been demoted um and from there guys it only goes up then we've got master blenders we've got master distillers we've got founders owners the people at the very very heart of these whiskeys so hopefully um everybody has an absolute blast yeah and the thing the really cool thing about today is that People like Joe, who's on his ascent to becoming a master blender, is going to be talking. And then we have pioneers in the Australian whiskey world like Dave Vitale, who's one of the reasons why Australia makes whiskey and selling whiskey over here in the United States. And it's people like the beer seller taking a chance on a brand like Star Wars, a brand like Abelauer, and then all of these other uh, more craft size brands from America and saying, like, let's make these brands a part of our home, too. That's, that's a lead into you. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I'm more or less just trying to put out fires here today. And make sure everything goes well. We've all, we've all, uh, listen, I think all three of us are firemen today. Call yeah, me Fire Marshal Bill. Make sure you guys have your green M&Ms and uh, all of that. So. And there's also, I think there's also a deal, right, today there for, for today. All, all of the, all of the, the products that we're going to be talking about, guys, that you guys have at home in your tasting kits that Jake and I 
slaved over. Indian. Uh, oh, and the Ian slaved over for hours and hours over those tasting kits. But everybody should have a sample. Uh, and each one of those samples is actually going to be um, sold here at the beer cellar. And yes. you guys are actually doing an offer as well, aren't you? Yes, we're doing 10% off. Um, I just overheard all spirits at the beer cellar today, today. Um, Ooh, in, in honor spirits. of these brands. And yeah, that's uh, so, you know, come on in here. Uh, hang out for a while, enjoy enjoy your time, and uh, buy yeah. some cheap whiskey. That's the thing. We also have an awesome tap room to hang out in. Craig's already hanging out with us. Yeah. Um, and you can have the samples of all the whiskey that we're talking about today, and also talk to us, see us live in person, and even maybe win some merch. Yeah, and look, guys, there's there's so much going on today. Uh, we know that everybody's going to, you know, it's a Saturday as well. People are going to be coming and going. Uh, it's going to be a little bit chaotic. However. <laughs> Any questions that you have, please put them in the chat. Uh, if someone also, you know, when we get to the end, you're going to have about five, 10 minutes after each speaker to, to kind of just reset, get yourself a glass of water, go to the loo, whatever it is. Um, and you can also ask a question in that time as well. You know, feel free to use the chat function. That's what it's there for. Yeah. And we are live streaming it as well through the Glen Ellen Beer Cellar Facebook page. So you can go there or if somebody, you know, um, doesn't have the Zoom link and they want to watch what was, what's going on and see all these amazing people in the whiskey industry from across the world speak upon their brands mm -hmm. and whiskey um, kind of all together please go ahead and tell, send them over to the beer seller, Glenn Ellen Facebook page, not Geneva. Right. Um, and we've already got a bunch of people coming through. Yeah. Brian M, Brody, Aaron, thanks for the audio advice, mate. <laughs> we, we're, still, we're still trying to piece it all together ourselves. Zoom sometimes can be a little bit temperamental. We, we've discovered that. Um, but thanks, Definitely. everybody, for all your chat uh, in the chat. And I think what we'll do is we should probably pour ourselves yeah, I think a we should, bit of whiskey. Yeah, I think we should start. We're going to be going first with Uncle Nearest. So if you haven't already, go ahead and pour yourself a little bit of 1884 um, from Uncle Nearest. That will be the first whiskey we're tasting today. Um, um, and get it going, let it air out a little bit from those amazing little uh, tasting kits that we send out to you, which has, oh, just a variety of spirits and some merch and POS in there. I think the best thing was probably the Dancing Goat hand sanitizer rig. I mean, yeah, they, just they, killing they. the merch game, I, I think, <laughs> of that. Um, we're also going to be, uh, if, you're, uh, if you're one of the lucky winners of um, the tasting kits, we are doing a photo contest on Instagram as well. The best, uh, best photo uh, will be announced on Monday evening. Um, the contest closes on Sunday, but take pictures of the kits, the bottles, get fun with it. There's already been some great ones coming through and the winner of that photo contest will win a big swag bag from all the brands represented here. So, and a key and a lake t-shirt. Ooh. Ooh, we have a lot of two X's. I hope there's some big people out there. So I think we're going to bring, we're going to, we're going to swap Ian's here. Yeah. We're going to bring Ian Hosack in, who is the brand manager of Illinois. Is that the correct title? District manager. District manager of Illinois. Is it Illinois or Chicago? Illinois. All right. All right. You know, I think you know your friend's titles by now, but Wilson, who's one of my best friends and works in this industry and records a podcast with me, I'm not even sure what his title is. So, you know, I, 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 I actually don't even really have an official title for myself yet. So um, I just call myself a brand ambassador. It's not of CEO sorts. of Keen Lake uh, Productions? Oh, it's that too. It's, it's an unofficial title, more of a made up one, but um, we're going to bring in our first guest as well. And I will let you do the honor of introducing your coworker. Oh, well, thank you so much, because it is an honor. Uh, Victoria is one of my most favorite people, and anywhere she can be, I like to be there myself. Uh, she is the master blender of Uncle Nearest. Um, she is also a descendant of the man Nathan Green, Uncle Nearest himself. And I'll let her talk about that. I want her to talk about her whiskey, but this is something that I think is really cool because 1884 really represents Victoria's point of view. And her, her, her perspective is so interesting. So thank you for joining us, Victoria. I've said it a million times today, but I'll say it again. Hello, hello. How you guys hey. doing? Doing great. How are you? 
I am well, I am well. And, and, and the feeling, uh, Ian, is mutual. <laughs> uh, you are one of my favorite people as well. And I always enjoy working with you. So you. today Victoria, is special. What, what about us? Are we not one of your favorite? Are we not your favorite people? I, I think you soon will be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you soon will be. No doubt about it. Just give me one half hour and we'll see what happens. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I can tell already. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you for being here. It's truly an honor to have someone uh, at your stature in the industry hanging out with us on our little Zoom call here today. Well, I'm honored to do it. I'm honored to do it. And uh, sounds like you all have an exciting day lined up. So <laughs> I am happy to be a part of it. Thank you. No, it was great. Um, how did you get started with Uncle Nears? Well, as, as, as Ian said, I am Nears Green's great, great granddaughter. And I was about to retire from a 31 year tenure with the federal government when I had a conversation with our beautiful and intelligent CEO, Fawn Weaver. Um, and she asked me to join the team. Uh, it was kind of a no brainer that I would say yes. Uh, it is almost next to never, if ever, anyone has an opportunity to um, pick up a legacy that lay dormant for more than 160 plus years. So saying yes was one of the best things that I've ever done in regards to um, in regards to my family. So that is how it started and this is where we are. Yeah, I, one of the things I love talking with Ian or anybody from Uncle Nearest is getting a history lesson. It's I, history is so, um, so a part of my life, I was a history minor in college. My grandfather taught me about the history of whiskey, the history of bourbon from his time at Jim Beam. And it's always great to see the connection of how whiskey built this country. And Uncle Nearest is right at the top of representing that. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're all about uh, history. Uh, for those who don't know, Nearest Green is the first African-American master distiller on record. He is the man who uh, taught Jack Daniel, or young Jack Daniel, all he, he knew about distilling. And he is the man uh, responsible for helping to perfect the Lincoln County process. That wow. is the process of filtering whiskey through sugar, maple, charcoal. And it is the process that sets Tennessee whiskey apart from any other spirit. Definitely. Yeah. And then it's amazing to see how, like you said, it was almost lost the context of the history of the, of the distillery of him as a man, as an individual impacting the whiskey industry until what, five years ago or so? Almost oh, five. five years, yeah. almost five years. Um, Fawn Weaver went to Lynchburg to start her research in the summer of 2016. And then in um, July of 2017 is when our brand launched. Yeah, absolutely. What um what was your relationship with whiskey before starting working for Uncle Nearest? Well, of course, I didn't I didn't have a background in blending or curating, but I always enjoyed a good glass of whiskey <laughs> since I've been an adult. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Yeah, Victoria? absolutely, absolutely. It kind of makes everything better, doesn't it? Everything. Yeah. Absolutely everything. Yes, and this 1884 makes it even all the more better. Uh, I, I, I am especially fond of this whiskey. Um, uh, two things about it, uh, personal things. When, when you drink it, you're drinking my palate. Um, it is all things that I love that makes this, makes this whiskey what it is. And then the other thing is 
1884 is the last year that Nears Green last put whiskey in a bottle. So that is important to us as well. So we pay homage to uh, Nears's retirement. So you guys are on mute. Oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> One thing I want to add to what you just said, Victoria, and something that I always found really fascinating with the history is, you know, you, you, this is this is your inaugural launch of a product. This is how we got to know you in the industry. But also, uh, Uncle Nearest, Nathan Green, retires in 1884. His son became the next master distiller at Jack. Yes. Uh, and I just love that. I love the comparison that not only, you know, this is him passing the baton, and this is you picking it back up again. It's just another way that we can tell that story, which I love. Yes, yes. So every time you pick up a bottle of, of, of any of, of our, our, our expressions at Uncle Nearest, you, you literally are picking up a bottle of, of, of history. Each, with each sip, history is being made. So we are, we are thrilled that we are the most awarded whiskey or bourbon for 2019 and 2020. We're the only American spirit that honors an African-American man. And we're the only major uh, whiskey brand that is owned and led by an African-American woman. Yeah. And we also have the only American spirit that has an all-female executive board. So, yeah. um, which, which is incredible, history, which is history, absolutely incredible. History, yeah. Right. So and the history what? just keeps going, you know? <laughs> and I'm going to brag about you. You just got some double golds. You did, yeah. I did. I did. <laughs> I did. I'm excited about that. Super excited about that. And, I mean, and the other thing it, was, I, thank you, Ian. Um, earlier this year, I was awarded uh, Master Blender of the Year by Whiskey Magazine. So I'm, I'm, I'm super excited about all of that. Victoria, it was so funny when you first started speaking about, um, you know, the, the history and everything, and you were talking about the founder of Uncle Nearest, and you said, he is the man, and then you said something else. I thought you were just going to stop. I thought you were, he is the man. And it obviously yeah, sounds yeah, like you guys yeah, are continuing yeah, that tradition. Yeah. You know, you've got yes. it going on. Yes. <laughs> and, 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 and the other thing that I love about our, our company um, is we kind of do it our way. We are not... Um, bound by industry standards. Mm -hmm. um, so we, we just kind of do it our way. Uh, I think uh, Ian can echo that. We just, we don't do things uh, in the traditional format um, in regards to the spirits industry. And I think it makes us all the more special because yeah. of it. And one thing that we were able to do because of that, we, within our first year, hit all 50 states or we're close absolutely. to it. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. We're in um, all 50 states. 12 countries. Um, so we're just, we're just doing our thing. And thanks to people like you all, uh, hmm. we continue the story. So uh, I'm thrilled to be with y'all today. I, <laughs> I enjoy talking about Uncle Nears and I definitely enjoy sipping a good glass of Uncle Nears. We're happy, more than happy to have you here. Um, obviously we talked a lot about history, your own family history with, with uh, Uncle Nearest and leaving an indelible mark on the, on the industry itself. What are you looking forward to leaving behind? Um, well, personally, um, I, 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 first and foremost, I'm a mother and a grandmother. Mm. And um, so I, I, I always want to live my life so that my, my, my son and my grandson have something wonderful to emulate and embrace. Mm -hmm. So that is my first thought. And then, of course, Uncle Mears, we're all about family anyway. 
So it kind of just goes hand in hand. So in regards to the to uh, our brand, it is my desire that um, we continue to tell the story that hundreds of years after I'm gone, that when people are talking about near screen and the contributions that he made, that 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 they'll also remember me uh, and that I was the first African American female master blender on record. So. Um, I am kind of walking in some big shoes in my great-great-grandfather's footsteps. I truly believe that whiskey is in my blood and I give it everything I have every day to ensure that Nearest Green's legacy lives on while also building my own. Right, right. It's so important. I think it's everybody who makes whiskey wants to do that. And that's obviously what you're doing and doing it here with 1884 is so impressive to have your own your own whiskey out essentially. Should we talk uh, talk through it and talk through about the, talk about this uh, awesome expression? Absolutely. So, Ian, do you want me to talk about it? Well, I want you to I want you to talk about it, but I want to say the thing again. We talked about how this is really a representation of your taste and your palate that I love, and I also think it's it's really um, this is going to sound corny, but like quintessential American. It's so there's so much corn up front. It's like cocoa nib and just really great traditional flavors in American whiskey while also being very unique and very um, mellow and very uh, calming of a whiskey as opposed to some of these other whiskeys could be a little more high octane. And I just think that you've done a fantastic job. I want to tell you that every time. Thank you. Thank so you, Ian. Thank take you. it away. It is a um, seven year blend. It's 93 proof. Uh, I think it's a bottle of awesomeness. Um, when, when I went in to do my first batch, I, I didn't go in with any uh, preconceived notion about what I wanted it to taste like other than the finish. Um, mm. I'm real big on a good finish with whiskey. I, I, even though it's, it's a high octane uh, whiskey, 93 proof, I was determined and, and so, along with our team that it have a nice finish. So for me, the, the finish kind of starts out um, with a hint of sweetness and then yields to spiciness. And um, I, I, I think and hope that each person that picks it up, uh, that they will pick up the maple and the, the, the sweetness in, in the whiskey. It's definitely not sweet, so to speak, but it is in regards to whiskey. And expressed right. especially uh, in regards to the other expressions that we have on our line. So. Um, I'm happy about it. I, I, I really love and enjoy the, the 1884. Um, of course, I would because my name is on every bottle. But 1856, <laughs> 1856 is also just as good. Um, it, it's a 100 proof whiskey and it's an 8 to 14 year old whiskey. So um, we have some good juice at Uncle Nearest Premium Whiskey. And um, we hope that you will come and, and raise a glass with us at our distillery, which is reopening on nice. June 19th. So we want you to come and, and have a sit at the longest bar in the world, literally oh, the wow. longest really? bar in the world. Yes. We are building out the longest bar in the world. And um, the Guinness Book of Records will be here at the end of the month to certify such. And on June 19th, we will reopen our doors after this uh, horrible pandemic. And yep. we will be welcoming guests back in. So uh, you guys need to come visit. June yeah, 19th, 
June 19th is going to be a spectacular day at the nearest green distillery in Chevyville. Yeah, I'll be there and I can't wait to have a glass with you. Yes, I can't wait. Awesome. I can't wait. <laughs> well, thank you. We can go. Yeah, we got plenty more time. Um, what else about the history of the distillery itself do you want people to take away and that we're really, you guys are really trying to approach and make sure that everyone knows about the brand after they taste a few of the, a couple of the expressions um, and at the end of the day, they have something to take home with in the back of their head and learning a little bit more of that history experience? Well, at the distillery, we will be celebrating all things Tennessee. Oh. NASCAR, Putt-Putt Golf, course uh, music, uh, Goo Goos, um, just all things Tennessee will be celebrated and honored uh, at the distillery. Of course, there will be a special uh, highlight on near screen. Um, nice. So, so our, our distillery uh, comes with a wealth of, of history. So at, you know, our grounds, um, we purchased a 270 acre former Tennessee walking horse farm. So of course the Tennessee walking horse will be honored and celebrated as well. Uh, in fact, we still have 60 plus horses uh, on site there at the distillery. So uh, it's a beautiful, it's the, the grounds are beautiful. We're, we're, um, we will have a barbecue restaurant called Barrel House Barbecue. Oh yes. <laughs> uh, it is absolutely uh, phenomenal. It's world-class barbecue. Um, the, the guy that is doing our, our sound system is the guy that, that took up care of the sound system for Prince at, at his place. So we are doing everything top notch. Um, awesome. but that's how we always do it. Yeah. We run, you know, we run every day at an accelerated pace, but it's okay. all done with excellence. And yeah. that, that is no exception when it comes to our $50 million, 270 acre distillery it is the malt disney of whiskey <laughs> malt disney oh yes. wow wow, wow, wow. <laughs> i'm stealing it i'm it stealing that from it's important for us to make a family friendly environment because oh, absolutely. So and absolutely. you know we want these people to come to our distillery some people have kids and give them something that they can also oh, enjoy cool. and take yes away. yes there is something for everyone from a, a, a young child to, to to an adult so no one is, is overlooked or left out. Just like our company. When you think about diversity and inclusion, uh, when you look at our company, um, Uncle Nears uh, Premium Whiskey, our team looks like America. And right, that right. was done intentionally. Mm -hmm. we, we want our brand to reflect America. Although we honor a, a, an African-American man, we're owned and led by an African-American woman Make, make no mistake, our whiskey is for everyone. We mm -hmm. welcome everyone to take a seat at the table at Uncle Nearest. We welcome everyone to raise a glass of Uncle Nearest whiskey. So um, make no mistake about it. We're, we are all about inclusion and um, that's, that's across the board. Yeah, and your palate, the palates of your whiskey definitely reflect that too. Um, yes. they're, e they're easy sipping, but they're still complex at the same time and getting a lot of different flavors as you were speaking upon with the sweetness and the spiciness to the whiskey that's, uh, it's not soft by any means. It has a lot of, uh, I guess, kind of interesting points to it all throughout from the nosing it to the finish at the very end of the back of your palate. Yeah. Um, Victoria, you. we've actually had a bunch of questions come through Ooh. on the chat. So okay. what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to quick fire them at you. 
Okay, um, come can, on, come can, on, I'm yeah, ready, let's, I'm ready, let's dance. I'm ready. Let's dance, let's dance. I'm um, ready. So I, I, the first question is from Isaiah and Holly Twaddle, and uh, they're asking, what is the new trio launching soon with the green label? Now say that one Ooh. more time. What is the new trio, they've said, the launching trilogy. soon with the green, oh, sorry? Are we, the tri trilogy, is that oh. what? Yeah, so, maybe so, there's a trilogy launching with a green label. Yes, so the trilogy is the uh, Uncle Mears 1884, Uncle Mears 1856, and the All Elusive 1820. That oh, is nice. our single barrel uh, whiskey. It is 11 years old. Um, a lot of attention goes into that bottle, but you can only buy it uh, right now or when we open on June 19th. It can only be purchased at the distillery and only in the trilogy set. Oh, wow. So it's a distillery exclusive? It is. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I, I just wanted to be very clear. I can't speak for Victoria, but I can't even get 1820. <laughs> uh, I, 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 do you want me to show show it on, on screen? Yeah, show sure. it. Yeah, yeah. Lots of there. No problem. So the trilogy, something new, something rare. We've done it once before. We did it through, a, as a, you know, during when most of the country was shut down, we did a trilogy launch where all three of our main expressions were available. We sold it through Reserve Bar and that and that very uh, quickly sold out. Okay. So we were bringing it back. The distillery is opening up on Juneteenth, a very okay, historic day. Okay, so this is Here we go. Uncle Mirror's 1820. Um, as I said, a lot of care and attention goes into it. Uh, only 1% of the barrels that are ever selected uh, make it to uh, make it make it to to be an in a bottle. Uh, again, it's eleven years old, uh, and it is um, pretty hard to come by. So you're gonna have to come see me at the distillery to get it. Mm -hmm. June nineteenth. June nineteenth. June nineteenth. <laughs> yeah. And every weekend thereafter. But June nineteenth um, is a special day, as we'll be doing a ribbon cutting. We'll be enjoying some Uncle Nears Grown Folk Mimosas. Oh, uh, mimosas. So Love it's going to be a fantastic morning and day. So mm -hmm. uh, uh, the official tours are sold out, but there's plenty to see uh, without going on an official tour. And then, of course, we still have availability for that Sunday, the 20th. Yeah. Can I ask you, Victoria, how many barrels went into the last batch of 1884? Hmm. Uh, I'm not sure. I would have to look back at that, Ethan. Uh, I mean, Ian, I, I'm, I'm not quite sure how many, I, I don't know how many we selected for the last batch. Okay. And in fact, I can't remember what batch I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> You've got bigger things to worry about. June yeah. 19th. June 19th. Yeah. She gets in there a lot to do it. Uh. I, I have a lot going on, but I should remember that, but I cannot. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm unable oh, to curious. answer that. All fine. We listen. We know that there's so much, so much more going on in your head than right. having to worry about batch numbers. Um, <laughs> there's a couple more questions here, Victoria. Yeah, um, okay. And I, so there's a really good one from Harrison Van Brackel. Um, Harrison's asking, "What is your favorite thing to pair with Uncle Nearest? So is it a food pairing? Is it maybe a cigar or something like that?" I do like a good cigar occasionally, and my favorite is Liga Pavada Number Nine, and it pairs well with. The 84 pairs well with all of them. Um, don't drink a lot of the 1820. And uh, it's because 
uh, like Ian said, I, I don't have a lot of it. So so I it's, it's special. So I don't drink <laughs> a lot of it. But the 84 and the 56, um, whenever I uh, decide to have a cigar with it, it is the Liga Pavada uh, number nine. Gotcha. So there's a couple and, and, more. And I'm a, I'm a cocktail girl, too. Okay. Um, I love us, a good us as well. Uh, one of my favorites um, was created by Ethan. Uh, it's called Victoria's Teacup. Uh, it is absolutely phenomenal. You'll have to get in to share the recipe with you. Mm -hmm. uh, he, we had a contest with the, with the team in 2019. Mm -hmm. 2019. 2019, and Ian won. And yeah. it is it's a not a big deal. Big... I won all of the. I, I won all of your, our cocktail cup. <laughs> were you, you, were you, you the only contestant? No. no. <laughs> no. I, I, I won every year. There's no humble he, winners at Uncle Nick. He wins. He wins every year. But but um, uh, 84 and 56 both make very good cocktails. If you like a good smoked, um, yeah. old fashioned. I recommend the eight, uh, the 56. Okay. Me too. Um, so there's a couple more questions, uh, Victoria. You're also getting a lot of love. People are saying that Yay! we're going to... Uh, Isaiah, so Isaiah and Holly, they said road trip. There we go. Um, Big Mike says that uh, Victoria seems like a force of nature, which I think we, we would have to agree with that. <laughs> I think she fits oh, right in with the panel today. I think. <laughs> you would be, we should have had you over. We yeah, should have had you over had here, you Victoria. Yeah. Um, so there's two, there's two other questions that I want to touch on. One from um, Mr. Craig Belpedio who's actually here in the store with us today. How long did it take to feel comfortable blending and finding that balance in the finish of your first bottle? And then I'll combine that with Bill's question. Does Uncle Nearest do store picks as well? Hmm. Uh, the first question um, to answer that, oddly enough, uh, I became comfortable right away. Uh, that's why I know and believe whiskey is in my blood. I had never done anything like that. Um, I was quite nervous. I'll be honest. I was quite nervous the first time that I went in, into the lab to blend. But after I did it or, or, or in the process of doing it, those nerves subsided and uh, thankfully walked away with a uh, beautiful, beautiful creation of the first batch. And after that, um, my confidence and skill set, of course, has continued to grow. And so awesome. it, it, it didn't take very long at all. The gonna, other thing is, go I ahead. In, I just want to interject and brag about you again. It's something that happened really organically. Mm. You went into the experience and from just being incredibly good at it, just having the right palate, you became our master blender. It wasn't, it was something that happened truly organically because she's skilled and talented. Yeah. Um, and I, I think, yeah, and again. It wasn't planned. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> planned. When I joined the team, um, I had no uh, idea that mm, right. uh, seven months later that I would be the master blender for our, for our brand. So. Um, thank you, Ian, for, for adding that on. It was organic, um, and uh, it just lends more to my uh, belief that uh, Nearest Green is looking down on me, uh, helping to guide this process. Uh, I, I believe that, that he and Jack Daniel both are cheering us on, um, and I think um, I, I am so very appreciative of Fawn Weaver, our CEO and founder, for the confidence that she continues to have in my skill set. And um, I, 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 what, what she did, um, I can never repay. 
uh, Fawn un unleashed a passion in me that I didn't even know was there. And so, um, and then her confidence in me, uh, it set me up for success. And yeah. so oh, I'm, wow. I'm, I'm forever grateful to her for that. Well, I think the awards you've recently won speak for yourself. And I think you can pay her back by making great whiskey and continuing to do it. Well, I'm going to try. I'm going to give it my best. Awesome. You probably already are paying her back, Victoria. <laughs> You're getting so much love in the chat here. Um, it, it seems like there might be a couple of people that are, you might be their favorite person of all time. Love that. Oh, um, I'm love so, hearing that. so grateful. I'm so grateful for that. I, I, I can't. In all I can't, honesty, but, guys, I, I really don't. I, I, I truly do not. Um, here I go with the doggone tears again. Um, <laughs> I do not take any of this lightly. When people say I'm their favorite person or, oh, Victoria, you're doing a wonderful, wonderful job. I am so grateful for that yeah. uh, because they don't have to say it. Um, and so I'm grateful when they do. And I don't I don't take it lightly. So I'm, I'm so appreciative. Really, That's I amazing. Am. I take every moment I can to tell Victoria how wonderful she's doing, because um, I know what it's like to be new in this industry and strive for knowledge and strive for greatness and she's achieving and i bring up the fact that it was an organic process right. because it truly was a natural transition for victoria to become our yeah. master blender it's amazing um and uh, anyways i wish victoria a happy mother's day because i look up to her oh, so much yeah. Absolutely. Um, well we you know what belated but we'll wish yes, you one as yes. well victoria yeah. i feel, like, I feel like we're gonna have to join this road trip that yeah. everybody's planning definitely yeah. i i think yes. I think y'all owe me, y'all owe me because you <laughs> yes, hey, we're coming yes, down to Malt Disney, yes, baby. Let's go. Yes, you gotta come because I was determined not to mess my damn lashes up today. <laughs> and and y'all are giving it your best shot to make them come off, okay? Gotcha. Well, you try real hard. Well, I think the best thing I can say to you is that whiskey should be about connecting what was left behind by our forefathers, by our ancestors for us to enjoy. And yes. it's amazing to see you be able to take the reins from what your family started over 150 years ago and continuing that legacy now on and leave it for people from your family to enjoy later on in life too, which is the ultimate gift. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, it is this, our desire to, to keep this thing going. And so I appreciate that you acknowledge that. Absolutely. Yeah. This has been amazing. I, I hate to say we hate to say we have to get, say goodbye, um, but we have so many more guests on today, but this was an amazing way to start the day. So I thank mean, you thank so you. much. Wait, wait to kick things off with a bang, but love it. Thank you so much. Thank Victoria, we'll do, a, we'll do a podcast in person when we come down to Malt Disney. I look forward to it. I look awesome. forward to it. Thank Ian, you so much. I love Jenny. you, dear. I love you too. <laughs> thank Bye, you for the day. Have Bye. a great See day. You. Bye. Bye. Wow. Well, that was an amazing way to start the day. <laughs> Um, thank you for planning all that, Ian. Of course. I mean, um, she's I, she's super dynamic. She's super talented. Right. And uh, it, it, it's fun to talk to her right now with all that she's accomplished. So thanks for having us on. Um, so we're going to go over now, ladies and gentlemen, to arguably one of my favorite people on the planet. Um, but... I, my, definitely my favorite person in the whiskey industry. I feel like my mum's on this call, Graham. So I don't want to. I don't want to go get myself in trouble by saying that you're my favorite person on the planet completely, because she'd kill me. But how are you getting on, my man? How's things over in um, Scotland? I'm getting on great. It's great to see you guys again, and uh, 
I see. I was just about to say this about the White Sox hat. You have, you've gone right. You've gone right down the deep end, big man. How, so, just Graham. Obviously, everybody's going to love the hat. By the way, I mean it's already coming through in the chat. Everybody's saying peep that Sox hat. So, you've. Can you give us a little bit of background about yourself, who you are, and then can you talk to us a little bit about your experience with the United States and your experience with with Chicago as well? Well, well, I've been in the whiskey industry now, Callum, as you know, for 36 years. Um, I'm a Keith boy. I'm local to, to Speyside here. And uh, I started my career way back in 1985 at the Distillery in the town of Keith. Um, working for the then Seagram Corporation. They owned, they owned the distillery that that thing. Back in the glory days. Oh, back. Yeah, yeah it was the <laughs> glory days right enough. And... Uh, yeah, I just started to apply myself in the industry. And I was, I was a greenhorn when I started in there. I didn't know the first thing about scotch at all. But yeah. uh, I learned the ropes pretty soon. Um, I went back to college and did some electronics and mechatronics. And uh, uh, yeah, because the industry was moving quite fast with, with technology. So I got a grasp of that and then just gradually moved up the ladder and into first line management and then... Yeah, I landed a role of Master Distiller of Abelower back in 2015 when my, my predecessor retired. He, he handed me the reins of the distillery. So, uh, so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna do an Ian Hozak here and I'm gonna brag about you a little bit. Okay. Um one of the things that I think everybody loves about you, Graham, uh, every time you come to these tastings, every time whenever you're visiting the US, one of and one of the things that I love about you is you speak so powerfully about the men and the women that work in the whiskey industry, especially those people that are working at Aberlour Distillery. And, you know, you have such a great relationship with those people. And do you think that's, do you think that's part of, do you think the reason that you've got that is obviously you're a, you're a, you're from the North of Scotland yourself, but do you think it's because you've spent so long in the whiskey industry, you've, you've met so many great people. Is that what kind of carries that passion for the, the team that works there? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, going back to when I started, um, one of, the, one of my fondest memories was seeing a cask in a warehouse um, that was filled the year I was born, 1965. And this, this cask was like 20 years old. And the guys the guys I was working with at the time, they had produced that whiskey and, and laid it down in stock. So, yeah. you know, every grain of knowledge these guys can pass on to you at that time, it's, it's crucial to your progression in the industry. And I really get that now. I mean, my my young members of my team, I really want to give them everything that yeah. I can give them. Because, you know, 20 years' time, I'm, I won't be in, in the distillery. It's going to be these young and upcoming stars. So I'll say every grain of knowledge you can pass on to them, really. And and, and Victoria spoke about the, the legacy, you know, yeah. upholding uh, Uncle Nearest's uh, legacy. Now, we're just doing that. We're, we're, the, we're the, the baton holders for the industry just now. So we've got to pass that on and let people grow in the industry. And yeah, nurturing yeah. that young talent is so important. I mean, obviously, I'm just uh, I'm just an umpty that they sent over to talk about this stuff. But I... I genuinely feel sometimes that I am standing on, you know, it's a cliche, but to stand on the sh shoulders of giants, you know, it feels like in Scotch, especially for me, you know, I'm a Scottish guy. So I really do want to carry forward that tradition. And I feel like with people like yourself at the helm and you've learned from the greats and they learned from there, um, they learned from their, you know, their mentors and the people that inspired them. And I feel like it's this sort of tumble down effect where we just, we're, we're, I get to start where the people before me arrived you know and it's like 
and that passing down a knowledge, passing down a tradition, passing down to that sort of that heritage that's just so super special. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit as well, Graham, about your visits to here, because you've been obviously to, to Chicago a couple of times. Um, obviously, you know, you've been, I think you've been to White Sox game. Uh, obviously, you haven't been over in the last couple of years due to the situation. But can you tell everybody a little bit about your experience of the, U, the U.S., people's love of Chicago? Oh, he's, oh, he's got the double hat. <laughs> you can't double dip. You're not allowed to double hey, look, dip. Hey, you can double dip all you want, big man, all right? If you want to double dip, you double dip. So what has your experience been like over here, Graham? Obviously, you come over and you are a master distiller for Aberlauer. Um, what is that like? You know, what is that experience like for you? Yeah, well, the first thing that struck me when I first landed in the US and in Chicago was just the, the passion that the people have for, for Scotch whiskey and in particular Avalauer. Um, and, you know, we spoke about the, the thirst for knowledge of the industry and, and the whiskey yeah. that we make here at Avalauer. Yeah, they just want to know every intricate detail of how you go about your business and how the Scotch that you present in the bottle tastes the way it does. And why it's such an appealing to the to the US market. And I think Chicago is they're great fans of Tabula. So whiskey you know, time. Yeah. So whiskey time. They just yeah. love it, you know. Um, and I think it's just testament to, to what we're doing at Avalau. We can we 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 take great pride in the, the spirits we produce there. And uh, yeah, it goes down so well with the, the American palate. So it's fantastic. Oh, well, I was going to say that's, that's a pun and a half. You know, it's got, there's a double entendre there. The whiskey does go down well over here. It does go down <laughs> well. I know that myself. I know that from personal experience. Um, and then what about Chicago from, from a non-whiskey perspective? Because obviously, you know, you've come over a couple of times. That, uh, uh, obviously, I, I'm sure you remember, but we went to Maple and Ash one time, which is a super kind of high-end restaurant. We did the vodka luges. You know, how, how does that differ from... How does that differ from somewhere like Aberlour? You know, where the distillery, the foot of Ben Rennes, it's got a, a waterfall in the background. There's only a thousand people in the town. You know, how does that, when you get out here, is, is it a shock to you? Yeah, it, it is. Stark, stark, stark contrast from Aberlour. <laughs> but Aberlour is really on the map in Scotland. You know, at one end of the town, we've got the distillery making four million litres of, of whiskey every year. And we've got Walker shortbread at the other, other end. And then in between, we've got the River Spey, which is the, you know, one of the most famous salmon fishing rivers in Scotland. So, yeah. a heck of a lot going on in Labalawa. Likewise, uh, in Chicago, there's a heck of a lot going on there. Yeah. I remember, I remember the first time uh, I got over there. It wasn't on business. Um, myself and my wife, we did Route 66 for oh, a wow. silver wedding. So wow. I can remember walking into uh, Chicago. We went down. Uh, the main way there, and it was Michigan, just awesome. Michigan just Avenue, Michigan Avenue, mm. just in awe of the whole place, and it's got a mix of everything. Chicago, I think, down by the lake there, you've got the, all the upmarket restaurants and bars. Fantastic place to visit. And you know, it's amazing because obviously Chicago is an incredible place, but they have, you know, they have. It has it is a stark contrast to Aberlour, but they're both in their own right. They're both amazing places, right? And we're getting so much love in the chat, uh, Graham, for for Aberlour. People are saying that this is you're changing their palate, like you know, it's, it's changing their perspective of Scotch whiskey. So I suppose the important the important thing here is we're tasting the Aberlour 16 today. Um, and, you know, for us, the two of us, we, whenever we talk about Aberlour 16, we love to talk about that balance and the double cask maturation. Can you talk a little bit about Aberlour 16? Can you talk a little bit about what goes into it 
um, and the rest of you know, and the rest of the things that make it special. Yeah, well, you talked about the double cast maturation process, but what's key to Avalour is always, and that's my job, is the the new make spirit that we lay down. Um, so uh, we, we we source all our raw materials um, from within 50 miles of the distillery. Uh, so mm-hmm. that, that barley comes to the distillery and let's say we've got five days to, to process that and produce this new make spirit. And we take that really, really serious because that's the that's foundations of the of the mature product you're going to see in the 12, the 16, the 18, and, and, and also the Abunas. There um, we go. So yeah, yeah, started double- now. The double cast maturation process is, is just um, maturing our, our new make spirit in, in American oak and European sherry oak for the full uh, time or term yeah. of that maturation for both of the 16 years. Yeah. And then we marry them both together. And we've, we've talked about the 16 before, Carl. I mean, you know, yeah. it's, it's got a special place in my heart, the 16. It's, um, I think it's an epitome of the double cast maturation process. It gets the best of both worlds. And um, so much going on in our whiskey. It's 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 it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a firm flavour of all Abelour fans, you know. Well, we've we've actually got we've actually got a bunch of people in in the chat. I'll I'll talk through some of the comments here, Graham. Um, Can I apologise for being late? Just oh, not at all. Yeah, not at all. Graham, great great hat. First of all, great to see you. You missed, you <laughs> missed, you missed the change. They changed know, that I, way. I saw it the White a... Sox hat post earlier today. <laughs> yeah, so. it was a, it was a mid recital dress change. I think it was great. I think the first time we met, you were maybe talking about going to a Sox game previously when you were over in Chicago. Yeah, so, that, was, that was the last visit with Alan. I think was we landed up in a Sox game. Yeah, with the. Uh, uh, just before they just before they deported Alan Clark. Yeah, get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> get out of here. Go, go on. Go back. And they, they filled they filled them in with a second rate Alan Clark. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, so there's some brilliant brilliant comments here for you, um, Graham. Um, you know, obviously everybody loving the hats. Uh, a man of many hats you're getting. Uh, my mum also came in and said that she's happy that I'm st- that she's still my favourite. But we can talk about that later. Don't worry about it. Um, and Mitch D says the whiskey just got better. Craig Belperio, who we've actually got in, in in the in the house tonight, he said that this was his second bottle of whiskey uh, ever, um, and it it just it changed his life. You know, he absolutely loves it. Uh, Joe says that it's changed his view for Scotch for the better. So you're getting some serious, serious, serious love here. Um, one thing that I think was uh, really interesting. Um, was that uh, Mike Rostin says, I think the great thing I've noticed about Aberlour is whenever I'm out, I see all age ranges from low 20s to the older generation still buying and raving about it, you know? So I think that's one thing that's really special about Aberlour. It, it has that nuance, right? People love the Abuna, they love the 16, and they find many, many layers to this whiskey. But, you know, it's very, very accessible as well, right? You know, people that are just starting their journey get into it. Yeah, I mean, the Abelour 12-year-old, I mean, it's a very, very approachable whiskey. I think that really gets people into the Abelour ethos of what we do. And then there's also the intrigue of the the non-age statements like the Abuna and the Abuna yeah. Alba and the Cascanam. I mean, that that's a whole conversation starter again. It just brings people into the world of whiskey because... Alba, what a success story in the States. It's, it's blazing a trail, man. It's doing really well. <sighs> I couldn't believe it. I mean, when we we launched it that November, uh, September, just before I went to the Sox game, um, the, the the acceptance of Abelour as a, an American oak matured whiskey, people always knew Abelour for the sherry influence, and then all yeah. of a sudden seeing it with this American oak, they thought, "Wow, 
it's going to blow our socks off, you know. It's fantastic. I- and it's like you say, you know, I think for so long, everybody was so used to Aberlour being this sherry forward, the sherry bomb. Obviously, we launched the Boon in 1997 that we can talk a little bit about as well. Uh, and, and we'd always had that sort of that dark fruit flavor, you know, the dates, the raisins, the cherries, the plums. But then we launched Alba in 2019 and it's just a complete turn and it's got this other aspect to the distillery. And I remember, I think that was the first time you yeah. met Graham, right? Uh, yeah. And you were kind of launching it in the U S that whole entire week. And you made Wilson cry twice. I think. On <laughs> Is that hard? Is it hard to make Wilson cry? It's not that hard. Not that hard at all. Um, no, it was, uh, we were so surprised by it as well. I mean, we were talking about everything, how Americans, ex- what they expect from, um, from Abelauer. We had those expectations in our head, but you see the color and you see how different it is compared to all the other expressions. And right away, you know, okay, before I even taste this, this is going to have a whole new complexity to it. And it reminded me so much of those, those bourbon casts, those great bourbon casts, you know. Just, just, we're just humble Scotsmen here to give thanks, guys. All right, uh, we're just humble Scots. But uh, it was, yeah, it was a whole new experience that I know I loved. And obviously it brought Wilson to tears. So I think he liked it too. <laughs> um, yeah. So Graham, moving forward, obviously we had the album, which was a real kind of, a real big step in a different direction for Aberlour, a real big innovation, and it's paid off. Um, can you, are there any kind of sort of hints or secrets that you can give to people? Someone actually mentioned in the chat that they actually have a, a 17 year old distillery exclusive mm. that they bought in 2016. I'm sure wow. you had something to do with that. Um, but, you know, is there anything on the horizon that you could maybe hint to or you could maybe say to people? Oh, this could be coming, or maybe maybe there's a specific um, there's a specific bottle or cask at the distillery that you say if anybody comes to Aberlour, get yourself one of those. Yeah, well, it's, just, it's funny you should say that. I actually I looked at this little wee beauty here. This is um, this is a distillery exclusive. It's um, 13 year old. Uh, it's matured in all of those sherry casks, and you won't believe the number of this bottle. There's only two thousand bottles. Oh. This is bottle 1879. Oh, yes. You didn't just yeah, do that. Yeah. You didn't just do that. So, ladies and gentlemen, Aberlour was founded <laughs> in 1879. Right. And this is this is so random. Um, you know Emma Reid? She, she worked yeah. in their brand home. Mm-hmm. And I went in to buy these this, a couple of bottles when they first came out. And she just picked this bottle off the shelf at random, handed me the bottle. And I says, Emma, do you realise what you just did? <laughs> He goes, that's ball 1879. I says, there's something there. It has to be something. <laughs> it's meant yeah, to yeah. be. Tastes great. <laughs> Still holds you up. get your hands on these beauties at the distillery, they're absolutely fantastic ex- expressions of Abelour. Can so you just hold that? Can you hold that bottle up again, Graham? Because it just looks so it almost looks opaque. Mm-hmm. So is that a non-chill it's, filter? It is, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, it's amazing yeah. color. It almost looks like chocolate. It almost looks like maple syrup. Maple syrup is even yeah, better. But, yeah. It's amazing. You and know, you've not obviously you haven't bottle. tasted it yet, or have you maybe tasted one of the other bottles? I have tasted right. it, but not this one. I'm keeping the 1879. That's yeah, you've got that one. That one's going to be on the shelf for a while, I believe. <laughs> oh. uh, well, you just released the 14 year old too, right? So the 14 year old is is rolling out across a bunch of markets. We don't have it uh, right now in the US, but that could be something that happens in the future. But if anybody else is, if anybody's tuning in from somewhere else, then um, yeah, maybe so, they'll be. There we go. That's the 14 year old there. So. Yeah, it was launched in France uh, last year, and it's just rolled out a, a bunch of new markets this year as well. So that's going down really well. It won a, a gold medal, medal at the IWSC um, in its first entry, which was really yeah. pleasing for us. And uh, 
Uh, we kind of swept the board with the IWSC. We, we got a double gold for Abuna again. So nice. Yeah. Yeah, and there's was- also last year. Mm-hmm. You know, one one thing that really resonated across the US was the Forbes.com article. You know, right. they called the Abuna the world's best whiskey, and you know, I, I always save the Abuna for last, Graham, because I feel that that's obviously we're tasting the 16 today. Everybody at home has the 16 and it's got that double cast that you mentioned before. It's got the balance, but can you talk to everybody a little bit about the Abuna as well? Because I'm pres- I presume there's a lot of people in the chat that want to hear a little bit about that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the Abuna, um, the story stems from our old uh, master blender, David Boyd, uh, yeah. way back in the late nineties. Um, when David was asked to sort of recreate um, the sort of whiskey that uh, James Fleming would have produced way back in 1879. So, yeah, they spoke about sherry cast, they spoke about non-chill filtered and cast strength. So, And that's where Abuna was born and releasing it in small batches, so two or three batches a year. Um, it went down a storm and it was probably quite pioneering at the time. There wasn't a lot of cast strength whiskies out uh, in the late 90s. Um, maybe Glenn Farkless, 105. Uh, yeah, Carlin, right. perhaps, and, and Abuna, but Abuna just hit the market, and everybody was, yeah. When's the next batch coming out? <laughs> <laughs> Where do we get more of this? Then <laughs> yeah. it's just a great conversation piece because every batch is subtly different. There's no definite recipe for Abuna. We we lay down our stocks every year. Um, Sandy Hislop, the master blender, and myself, mm-hmm. we get together and we discuss the next batches. And we take it very, very seriously, obviously. Right. Um, if some of that mature stock isn't quite up to the grade, yeah, it gets put to the side and it'll, it'll land in the 14, the 16, or the 18. Um, but all of the stuff that makes the grade for the Buna, it lands up in that bottle. So, yeah. So slight differences in each of the batches. And, yeah, yeah it's so well received. It's fantastic. So do you ever have barrels that you feel like aren't ready yet that could be saved for a whole new limited offering in the future? Well, when, when we're looking at the uh, mature uh, casks, uh, Jake, um, some of those things come out and you think, wow, that's worthy of keeping, you know? Um, yeah. I've got an example here. Well. This is this is another exclusive we get into the stories. This is a 50CL DRC. Oh, nice. 16-year-old um, from a first filled butt. And that was actually distilled in 2003. So that was the first, just after the, my first year at the story. Uh, and this bottling has got a great story because um, it was filled in the filling store at Keith Bond 1, uh, Keith Bond 2, sorry, which is like half a mile from my house. And then it was sent to mature in the in the warehouses at Keith Bond 1. And it spent 16 years. So it was distilled in Amalawa, came down to Keith in my hometown, filled into a cask and stayed there for, for 16 years. So I've got quite an affinity with that ball. It's quite close to my heart, that one. So. Amazing. Uh I was always wondering how like you're leaving your mark with, with this whole distillery. As you mentioned, you started in around 2003 as the master distiller and people say those, they use that term kind of loosely now, but I think we like people here like to honor that term for people who really deserve it and having those expressions. What are you looking to leave behind kind of as your mark on Avalauer? Um, I think we touched on it earlier as um just leaving something for those coming behind me um, in terms of passing on mine. What I've gained in knowledge over the last 36 years, if I can pass on any of that morsels of, of uh, wisdom, um, yeah, I just want to leave that behind. Um, we're going through a bit of work at the distillery just now. Uh, the distillery last had a major refurbishment in 1974. 
when uh, the former manager, Bruce, Bruce Mitchell, he spent half a million quid uh, doubling the capacity. So we're, we're doing some upgrade work just now. We're putting in a new effluent treatment plant in a pot of Elevaprea and maybe looking for some upgrades to expand the story in the next uh, three to four years. So I guess that could be my, my parting shot, maybe, you know. Right. Actually, if I could ask uh, yeah. along those terms, I'm really curious, Graham, something I always love about the Scotch tradition is how involved the people at, who, in the industry are. What was your first job in a distillery? Right. Um, when I arrived at Shivers <laughs> Brothers, um, I was rolling casks uh, in a warehouse for about two weeks. Right. And um, after my second week in the warehouse, uh, I got called in to the office on the Friday afternoon uh, by one of the senior managers in the distillery. <laughs> uh, you thought you were getting fired. Crikey, here we go. I'm getting the, <laughs> the old Alan Clark. Get out <laughs> you get the body, die. A guy called John Watson, actually. And uh, John says to me, he says, hey, Graham, he says, we're, we're quite impressed with your work ethic here. He says, hey, how do you fancy starting to file the story on, on shifts on Monday morning? And I says, well, we'll do a sign on the paper. You know, so. <laughs> as long as I don't have to roll another barrel. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's something I love about Scotch. So many of the people making the whiskey started yeah. right. started doing the work. I mean, you, d you build a house on a foundation and I just, mm. I just love that. Yeah. Ba base really level, like totally from through you. And I think the first podcast you were on, you described how you started and then you worked your way through school while still working at the distillery and love it. Now look at you now and endearing that gorgeous, gorgeous Cubs hat and talking about whiskey <laughs> with us, with us guys, us clowns. We hope to have you out, Graham. We really uh, hope to. Oh, there, oh, oh, there look, the man of many hats. That's it. He just got it all going on. Yeah. Are you ready for us Americans to come over there to see the distillery and hang out, drink some whiskey? Absolutely. We've got the brand home open again. Um, so we're open to the shop and some small tastings. So, yeah, we're right. looking forward to getting some guests back here in the very near future. So it'd be great to have you back, guys. Um, spend some time, hang out, drink some, some decent scotch, yeah. Yeah, Apparently, a lot of people are saying that uh, they're going to bring you new hats. Someone's going to bring you. A, <laughs> Brian M says he's going to bring you a Dodgers hat, but we don't need to wear that, Graham. We can burn that out the back or Hopefully something. Hopefully, we'll bring a Chicago Fire hat. Oh, we could bring a Chicago Fire, which is the the Chicago football or or rather soccer, soccer team. Jake and I just went to see them, Graham, and it was like watching Dunfermline Athletic back home in Scotland. <laughs> it wasn't great. It wasn't great. They they weren't the best football team on the planet. Listen, we have one quick question yep. uh, before we move on to. Uh, our next guest, but uh, Harrison Van Brackle says, with so many distilleries so close to you in the area, are there any that you work closely with and mentor or have been mentored by? Great question. That's a really good question. Yeah, well, uh, I, I look after four distilleries. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, big man. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, big time. Sorry for you, man. <laughs> and, uh, um, I look after um, uh, Tor Dominic and also Scapa up in Orkney. Um, but yeah, during my time, um, I've worked in Longmorn, Strathila, Glen Keith, uh, a few of them. Um, but Glen Lovett is kind of, yeah, it's sort of like the... The big one. Dog, yeah. Uh, yeah, in Speyside. Um, so, in fact, I'm, I'm actually on call this weekend. So I was up with Glen Lovett yesterday and I got a call from oh, Strathila. Nice. The story half past four this morning as well. So, yeah. At half four this morning? Half four this morning. 
Man, you'll, you'll need to get to your bed tonight. I'm, we're sorry. <laughs> what time is it over in Scotland? Is it seven o'clock? Yeah, it's just gone seven, so yeah. But, Disturbing yeah. this man on a Saturday I evening. I know, we're the worst. We are oh, the we worst. Are the worst. <laughs> we ask too much sometimes. <laughs> Whiskey doesn't sleep. We just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> and neither do you, apparently. No. <laughs> a man of many hats and a man of many operations he's in charge of. Well, Graham, yeah. listen, thank you so, so much for coming on, big man. We really, really appreciate you taking your time and obviously scouring through your collection of hats in the closet there. Um, but listen, Slancha, and thanks so much. I really hope that we see each other again soon. Yeah, we can't wait to see you again. Thanks, guys. Nice, Graham. Cheers, Graham. Appreciate it so much. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Cheers guys.